very, very excited, excited about the Word of God. I love the preaching team we have here at New Song Church. I love it because it's so much like the church at Antioch where there were several apostles and teachers and prophets that shared the word. And Anthony Wanjohi is going to be, one of our young preachers, going to be sharing the word today, the bread of life. I just want to say eat up because it's going to be a rich, rich meal for us today. Anthony, God bless you as you come and minister. morning everyone here and at home um, we are so grateful that you're able to join us at this time it might feel like you know Jesus is coming you know pretty soon but you know um, he's with us you know through this process he's with us so no matter what happens let's keep plowing forward because he said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So anyway, let's, let's begin. So let us pray. Father, we thank you for the love that you have for us. Thank you that through the storms and fires in our lives, that you said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Open our hearts and our minds so as to learn from you. So to you who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, with the blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So people always say, let us look at facts. So let us look at some facts, you know, about um, the disease, the plagues. Then we look at, we'll also look at some facts in the scripture, some truth that are also in the scripture. That we're also victorious in Christ. Thus, there's no fear of death for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, if there's that slide for pandemics, uh, we can see some of the great plagues that plague the earth. You know, these are just a few of them. Like the four, uh, at four, uh, 430 BC, there's a plague in Athens that killed a third of the population. In 1350, there was a plague that was called Black Death. The third of the world population died. On 1665, there was another one in London. 20% of the population died. Uh, then there's another 1817. There's another one at 1855. There's another at 19. 18, the Spanish flu, the influenza, they killed 50 million people in the world. There's another one, 1957, it's called the Asian flu, that killed 1.1 million people on earth. Then HIV is also a virus that has killed 35 million people to death. And we have SARS, 2013 and 2019. Uh, and the, the coronavirus, which has killed 13,000 people to date. So one thing, thing you'll see about plagues, they, they have a season. season. There's, there's a, a beginning season. and there's an end. So, so if, if you have a winter season, during winter season, we hunker down. 
we dress warm, we get into shelter, and we, we stay warm. At times like this, as David shared even last week, we hunker down under the shelter of the Almighty God. Jesus says these things have to happen. These things happened before we came to earth, and they will continue to happen until Jesus comes. The question is not if Jesus will come, but when. We are at the end times. We are closer to the end than at the beginning. God talks about plagues and earthquakes. So uh, let's look at what Jesus says in Matthew 24, 6 to 8. This is what he says. Jesus says, you will hear wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, there'll be earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of birth pains. There was an earthquake even last week in Salt Lake City in Utah. The beauty about Jesus when he speaks, he spoke more than 2,000 years ago. This thing still applies to us. His word is transcendent. Jesus talked about birth pains. I know we have ladies who are watching mothers and future mothers. When, when, when he described birth pain, when someone during childbirth, I'll try and put you know, my doctor's heart or what I learned. During childbirth, the contraction pains occur in intervals. And when the child is almost ready to, uh, to get born or or, or, or to be born, the pains increase. So there's intervals during the process. There are seasons, you can say. And Jesus was describing in this world we'll have moments of tribulation, moments of pain, until, you know, he comes. In John 16, 33, Jesus also says something else. I have told you this thing so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But, but take heart, be courageous, I have overcome the world. God has guaranteed us, or stated in this world we'll have problems. We'll have burdens, we'll have persecution. Is coronavirus a burden and a, uh, a form of persecution? Of course. But the thing that gives us hope, he says he'll never leave us, nor forsake us. So as we're walking through the storms of life, of fire, like this, uh, the, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he's always with us and he's in us, working to our good. So what are the ways where we can go through the storms of life? Which are some of the ways? You know, uh, David talked last week about, you know, Psalms 91, you know, and also we talked about in the morning, taking refuge in Christ, hunkering down 
you know, digging deep with Christ during this time. The prophetic, the prophetic team, sorry, talked about prayer. So if you look at the verse we have, Philippians 4, 6 to 9, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Don't worry about anything. In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and leave it there. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will keep your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Unfortunately, to me, sometimes when I have big problems, that's when I elevate my prayer life. When I have big problems, that's when I start worshiping God more. It's unfortunate, but that's what happened. But I'm learning to be better. So this is a great opportunity, what is happening to us, to elevate our prayer life, to elevate our worship, to elevate the time we spend with Christ, to dig deeper with Christ. This is not the time for Christians to dig up holes and bury themselves. This is the time we pray for our family, the time we pray for our neighbors, the time we pray for our church. We pray for our company, we pray for our country, we pray for economic blessings, we pray for souls. There's prayer, prayer as they described earlier. There's, there's a lot of times we need to pray. And if worry comes, we say, you know what, we have already prayed. We've presented our requests to God and he's at work. Our God always is at work trying to bless us in whatever we go through. And coronavirus, this too shall pass. The second point on how to go through storms in life, there are a number of them, but I was only concentrating one or two or three. It's also knowing who we are in Christ. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God, and we are coheres with Christ. As sons and daughters of God, we have the right to access the glorious riches God has given us through Christ Jesus. And God has anointed us with his Holy Spirit. And that is a game changer between us and non-Christians. And John 16, 13, 15, this is what Jesus says. However, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, all truth. He will not speak of his own, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things the Father, ha the Father has are mine. Therefore, I say, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. We have access to unlimited wisdom, knowledge, power, healing, spiritual gifts through the Spirit of God that lives in us. So every morning, let us remember that when we wake up. And let's also say good morning to the Holy Spirit because he's always in us. Let us also look at the power of the Holy Spirit and what and who he is and also what he accomplished, helped man accomplish on earth. The Holy Spirit created the world, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
God the Father chose to live in us through his spirit. As the Father and Jesus are one, so the Spirit and the Father are one. Sometimes we have to go to the beginning of creation to see the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. In the book of Genesis, you know, in Genesis 1, you can see that His Spirit, the Spirit of God, hovering over the waters. The Father was there, Jesus was there, the Spirit was there. So God used His Word and His Spirit to create the world. So before coronavirus existed, the Holy Spirit was and is. So sometimes we forget who we are in Christ Jesus. In 1 John 4 and 4, this is what he says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because who is in you is greater than who is in the world. Who is in us, you know, we have the DNA of God in us. God lives in us. The Holy Spirit was at the birth of Jesus when the power of God overshadowed Mary and he was also there when Jesus died. Jesus started his ministry when he was first anointed with the Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he was able to heal every disease and every sickness. And this is the blueprint we should follow as Christians. Through Jesus, though Jesus was fully God, he relied on the Holy Spirit during his ministry on earth. His disciples were also filled with the Holy Spirit during Pentecost. And above all, it is the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. So let's, let's look at Romans 8, 11. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who raised, who, who dwells in us. Jesus was fully God. He humbled himself to death. If the person who lives in us can raise someone from the dead, can he heal people from coronavirus? Absolutely. But let it be according to his, to his perfect will, the perfect will of the Father, at his own time and choosing. The spirit inside of us is able to do more than we can ever think or imagine. God wants us to partner with the Holy Spirit. By shutting down the Holy Spirit, we close a part of the Father. So let us also look at some of the people in the Old Testament that God put his Spirit on, like he has placed his Spirit on us. And they are able to do more than they could have ever imagined. From the book of Exodus, we see before they, they made the Ark of the Covenant, God anointed a number of people to, with skill and spirit of wisdom and understanding and knowledge to be able to build the Ark of the Covenant. Moses was filled with the Holy Spirit. He helped millions of Israelites cross the wilderness. Like Numbers 11.25, he says, 
The Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, Moses, and the spirit that was upon him, he placed the same spirit upon the 70 elders, and it happened. When the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, although they never did so again. As leaders, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so we can properly direct people to where God wants them to go or to their destinies. We have the same spirit that was in Moses. We, we, we see it throughout the Old Testament, the anointing, God's anointed people doing, accomplishing great things through the Holy Spirit. Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom. He was a great commander and won great battles with Christ. I mean, through, uh, for, for God. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have Gideon, who was anointed with the Spirit of God. He was timid and he became bold and won battles for God. We have Samson, who also was anointed with the Spirit of Might. He, he went after and killed God's enemy, the Philistines. He also killed the lion. We see Saul being anointed with the Holy Spirit. We see, we see also David. Let's look at 1 Samuel 16, 13. It says, So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And on that day, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Before David killed Goliath, he had already been anointed by the Spirit of God. So we have the same spirit that David had. And we, we see Ezekiel. We see Elijah. We see Elisha. We see Zechariah. We see Isaiah. We see so many people God using, anointing him with his spirit to accomplish what he has. So we have no orphans because we, we are no orphans because God is living in us. The Holy Spirit is the administrator of anything, everything that belongs to the Father and of Jesus Christ. If we need the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, He is the one uh, to see. So how as born-again Christians who have already been born again, and how do we partner with the Holy Spirit? First of all, is knowing that he's there and he's God. By also glorifying Jesus, by worship, praise, and acts of mercy, because he is here to glorify Jesus. Holy Spirit's purpose on earth is to glorify Jesus. So when we glorify Jesus, we partner with the Holy Spirit. There's also no revival without the Holy Spirit. As we pray for revivals, may, may we pray for, for his you know, knowledge and wisdom to grow forth to, through people. Also, faith unleashes the power of the Holy Spirit. While fear is a gateway that the devil uses, faith is what God uses. And I'll use an example. You know, it applies to me. And um, 
I also see it as, as Christians. As we can, you can see a beggar on the street. And let's say the beggar has a million dollars or a billion dollars in the bank account. And you tell the beggar, you know what? You have a million dollars. You have a billion in your bank account. You just need to go and withdraw it. And the beggar is like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't have anything. But you're like, no, I double-checked the bank account. You do have, you know, uh, yeah, you have the million dollars. You know, as Christians, we have access to healing, to power, financial, spiritual blessings through Christ. We just have to believe. So, so the faith is like a debit card we use to, to access what God has in store for us. And also look at, in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. We've seen a little bit of the spirit of power. But he did not give us a spirit of fear. Holy Spirit, yes. Can Holy Spirit occupy a person and the spirit of fear still occupy a person? Absolutely. It is like uh, in a house. The, 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 the Holy Spirit can occupy the whole house. But the fear can be hiding in one of the bedrooms. So in a way, we have to learn also how to reject fear and cast it out from our lives. I usually don't have a good relationship with fear. Because fear makes me paranoid. Because I can wake up in the middle of the night, I am so scared. Then I think someone is breaking into the house. So then I go looking around the house. There's no one. Then I go and sleep. Then I'm like, I will not tell my wife because she'll think there's something wrong with me. So I don't like fear because, yeah, yeah. So I tell fear, you know, just leave me in peace, you know. And another point, how to go through the storms of life. It's how to, I don't know how to say, how to save. We're going to look at some, because seasons change. Some seasons are decreed in heaven. And the best story to look at is the story of also Joseph. You know, for seven years, they're told, you know, they'll, they'll accumulate in those seven years, then they will save. Because the period of drought was coming. I never used to save. God had to teach me how to save. I used to cash my check in my 20s on Friday. By Monday, I don't have anything. <laughs> and, you know, so God had to take me a process, you know, telling me, Money is a gift, is his gift from us. So if you are faithful on little things, we can be faithful on, on a lot. You know, so, so, and some of you will say, I don't have enough to save. But let's look at Leviticus 18.21, because this was also a principle that I saw, God showed me. Um, it says, follow my decrees and be careful to obey my laws, and you'll, be, you'll live safely in the land. The land will yield its fruit, and you'll eat 
you are filled and live there in safety. So God was speaking to Moses about the promised land. You may ask, what will you eat in the seventh year if you don't plant or harvest crops? God said, I will send you such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. While you plant during the eighth year, you will eat from the old crop and will continue to eat until the harvest of the ninth year. God was telling them, in, in this season and time, we need to, in the seasons of plenty, we ask God to bless us so much so when the seasons change, we have enough to cover our bills, to pay our tithe. Because it's a great disservice. Because in, uh, in the season of lack or, or drought, we don't have anything. You know, churches close because we can't pay our pastors. It, it's a great disservice. So in the seasons of plenty, let us ask God to bless us so much so that we become a blessing to people like Joseph was a blessing to Israelites when the, when the drought hit. So, in conclusion, God works in different times and seasons. If he has decided for us, he has decided for us we are alive at this time. Since we are alive, on this time, he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness to go through this time by relying on his spirit, by praying, and also by his word. We have every spiritual blessing through Christ Jesus. For whatever purposes God has to us, if, if it's refining us like gold, let, be, let us be refined. It's for distribution of wealth to his children. Let us pray for that. If it's for repositioning for us in his kingdom, let his, let, let him, let his purposes be done. Let's dig deeper into the rock who is Jesus Christ. So let us also pray for signs and wonders. So eventually there are Christians walking around, you know, you know People who can heal coronavirus. This, that will be a sign and a wonder by itself. And it will bring thousands, if not millions, to the kingdom. Jesus says, if you believe, all things are possible. So let us pray that the latter become better than the former. What it means, let us pray from where we are now, we become better. We become better in our prayer life. We become better in our gifts of spirit. We become better in winning souls. We become better in tithing. So this process, through this process, we come out better than we were before coronavirus hit. So to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb with the blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Anthony. Wow, what an encouraging word. So much good food in that. Absolutely. Having faith for it to be even better than it ever was and to pray and to keep focused on the promises of God.
beautiful job, and thank you for the, reminding us of the good, good word of God. God bless us. We have some words of knowledge from Marty's team, and Mary's going to share those, and then I'm going to lead us in a prayer for those. Be alert to what these uh, conditions you might have there in your home. Pastor Dan. <clears throat> um, for some of you joining us live stream and maybe you've never attended live stream New Song Church, I want to just give a brief description of words of knowledge. And we have different prophetic teams uh, every week, and this one's led by Marty. And what happens is we get impressions from the Lord, hear verses, sometimes feel symptoms in our body. And it's to loose the word of healing over your life. So for those of you out there in the audience and internet land, um, know that if you are a born-again believer, the power of Christ is in you. And lay hands on these parts of the body that, I might, that I'm going to mention that Marty's team uh, loosed over us. So believe God. Somebody doesn't have to be there for you. I can honestly say in my life, the most significant I've ever, times I've ever had of the Lord have always almost been alone. I know that sounds terrible, but it's true. I mean, where he's just slamming the spirit. I've been out for hours. And so let this be a time of great intimacy in Christ. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. I've been hearing that I did, all night. I just kept hearing that. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So here's the word from Marty's team. And I don't know who's who. Sorry about that. Uh, somebody heard the word temporal lobe. And another person, trust. Uh, I do know this is Marty. She heard the word neck pain. And another one, so swollen sinuses and sore throats. And then hearts, whether physically or emotionally or spiritually. And then um, that God wants to set people free from the spirit of fear. So if any of those things apply to you today, uh, St. Dan's going to come up and pray for, the, for you all. And we're agreeing here in faith, and we have way more than two. We have ten. So we'll be agreeing in faith for these healings to manifest in your body. Trust God in Jesus' name. Okay. If you have any of these conditions, put your hand in the area that was uh, described, okay? And if you have anything else you'd like healing prayer for, I'm so excited about this because God, Jesus often healed people in absentia, that is people weren't exactly present with him, but he'd just say, hey, go, and you'll see your child healed or whatever. So let's get after this uh, in faith right now. For these and for anything else you might have a need for, okay? Should we agree in prayer? And don't just listen to my prayer, but amen this prayer on behalf of everybody. Thank you, Jesus, that you are stretching forth your hand and doing mighty signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, to advance your kingdom. Your promise is that we would lay hands on the sick and they would recover, even our own hands on ourselves, our family members. We praise you, God, that healing has happened right now, this very second. Bam. Right now, your healing for you right now. Praise you, God, for the wonders of your power. For the temporal lobe, be healed. Trust factors, 
Be healed. Have trust. Believe. Neck pain? Go now. I said go now in Jesus' name. Sinuses and throat? You are healed. Be healed. Heart pain, heart injury, heart anything, healing come in the heart right now. Fear, we banish you because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Anthony preached so well today. Anything else we just say in Jesus' name, wellness flood. Just receive a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit on yourself now, will you please? Put your hand on your head and receive this from God. Childlike faith. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Let's receive from the Spirit right now. God, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit in each of us right now. Let it come. Even as we wait, wait in silence, let your power come. We praise you for what your blood bought us. You purchased us a baptism of the Holy Spirit without measure. Flood us from within right now. Let the glory come. Flood us from without. Let the rains come. Praise you, God. And as we go forward in you, we go with righteousness, peace, and joy, faith, expectation, your provision and your blessing. Thank you, God. We love you with all of our hearts, oh God. And we praise you and thank you for our time together today. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, I want to encourage you with all my heart to contact a Jesus person that you know and just say, hey, would you lead me in a prayer to call on Jesus to save me? I'm ready to be saved. Will you do that today? I know that this is a time and season of great harvest for King Jesus. I just want to conclude before I say goodbye. Yesterday, I'm keeping six feet away from everybody, but I'm still sharing the gospel out there. It's a season of harvest. I ran into a guy that was uh, dressed um, a little bit grunge, <laughs> very grunge, <laughs> And I started sharing the gospel, and he said, wait a minute. A big smile came on his face. He said, you shared this with me a couple months ago, and I prayed to be saved, and I've had Jesus with me every day since. Big smile on his face. And you know, that made me feel so good. And you know, God is at work. So let's remember that. This is a season of harvest, a season of encouragement. Anthony, thanks for preaching that word so well. I just feel so full. I just what a banquet. What a great, great banquet today in the word of God and worship. Thank you, Shelly. We're going we're gonna to have a, a final worship song, and then uh, you just we're just going to go out and be the church, filled with the Holy Spirit, going around doing good and healing the oppressed, okay? Thank you, friends, for joining today. Amen.
as concludes uh, our time together remember the resurrected living Lord Jesus Christ is always standing in confidence and infinitely great joy between you and any fear, any circumstance any challenge in your life he is your supreme circumstance as Anthony preached so well today let's turn to him and remember his joy, the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ is always our our strength. God bless you. We'll see you next time.